Welcome to episode 14 of the Lonely Fan Sports Show. I am Josh Anderson. This will be the Super Bowl review show. This is coming a couple of days late. I got forced at work, so... Either way, way to go Tom Brady with his 7th Super Bowl. It was an exciting game for me as a Tom Brady fan. Overall, the game was a so-so game. Tom Brady, good for you, man. I I was a little worried after watching last year if, if he ever was going to get to another Super Bowl. But as I thought about it, the best opportunity for him was to leave the New England Patriots and go to Tampa Bay. Now, I got into a little Twitter dispute with some Jameis Winston fans and because some of them felt that he should stay and Tampa Bay should resign him after the 30-touchdown, 30-interception season, and I thought they were insane, and I felt that he should go to Tampa Bay. Well, after all that debate, Tom Brady did make the right decision, and he went to the... uh, Obviously, he went to Tampa Bay. So with that said, overall in this game, uh, uh, Tampa Bay did start out slowly in this game. They had a couple of drives, three and out. Uh, That is the one aspect within this game that did scare me, and that is something that happened in the first matchup against Kansas City. But the the difference in this game was the Chiefs could not go score be up 17 nothing and that the biggest reason to that was I didn't realize the offensive line was going to be so bad for the Chiefs and I I totally forgot that Fisher was going to be out and I didn't realize the other tackle was going to be out so and there was COVID issues I guess I didn't pay close enough attention to that and then Patrick Mahomes was running for his life most of pretty much the entire game. So with that said, it was pretty much not a, a realistic contest. Now, Patrick Mahomes did make some unbelievable throws that w- the wide receivers for Kansas City should have caught, but they realistically didn't even try to catch him, and they the balls hit him right in the face masks. It was just, it was like, what are you guys doing out there? But either way, Tampa Bay was pretty much able to survive the three and outs, and they were able to do, go down and score. Now, the Chiefs did score first, obviously, with field goals, and Buckner did score with a 49-yard field goal. Then towards the end of the first quarter, Brady, it was kind of funny how CBS brought up a stat, how Tom Brady has never scored in the first quarter of a Super Bowl. Now, towards the, not in the early Super Bowls, but I always feel that, at least in the last few Super Bowls, Tom has not necessarily played well off the bye early in the games. So it was nice to see in this game where he pretty much got the rust off early and they were able to score in the first quarter. And like I said, that was the first time he was able to score in the first quarter of a Super Bowl and he hit Rob Gronkowski. Now, Rob 
Gronkowski Gronk had some pretty good speed in this game. It's the first time he showed some extra speed probably since two or three years because uh, the Super Bowl against the Rams, he, he did not have any type of this speed. Or typically, actually, any throughout any of the games this season, he really didn't have much speed. So it was good for him to get this short touchdown pass. They took the lead 7-3, and they realistically did not really lose a step after this. Midway through the second quarter, uh, they get another drive. And now, I understand they when they went up 14-3 and they had another touchdown from Gronk. And then, well, I guess Buckner had uh, a 34-yard field goal to make a 14-6. Now, Towards the end of the half, I understand there were some questionable calls where there was the one where Tom threw a pass and uh, Fournette bounces up in the air and uh, could have been picked off, or it was the Mike Evans pass interference call. Here, Here's my take on that. Kansas City, throughout the last two or three years, have had a penalty problem. When they look at the AFC Championship game when they lost to Brady the first time, an offsides penalty cost them that game because Brady threw a pick. If you don't have an offsides there, they win that game. And so they literally were killing themselves with these penalties. Now, I understand that guy was tripping himself, but he literally still tackled Mike Evans. So there's no excuses for that. Now, was the one where Mike Evans was held and the pick, that was extremely questionable. But literally, though, Mike Evans was still tackled. So you you can't tackle a guy and expect not to get a penalty called. I don't care if the ball was not catchable or not. That's still illegal contact and or at least some type of hold, and you're still going to get a penalty on that. Now, are you going to get the yardage? No, but you're still going to get at least five yards, and it's going to be an automatic first down. It's going to make the situation a little differently. Maybe the points, it's not going to be 21-6 at half. It's going to be 17-6. You're still going to be facing a deficit at halftime. It doesn't mean you're going to come back, but it's still going to be, it's still going to be interesting. And then uh, six seconds left in the second quarter, Brady finds Antonio Brown for uh, with a one-year touchdown pass. Uh, Antonio Brown had a hell of a move to get it to 21-6. That was part of the aggressive move, and that is something that the Buccaneers had to do to beat the Chiefs. That is something that the Buffalo Bills did not do. And that is why the Buffalo Bills did not beat the Chiefs. The other thing that the Buccaneers did, outside of having a dominant defensive line, which prevented Mahomes to do anything, and basically why he ran for his life, is they were able to take something out to, of the Belichick playbook. And now Belichick struggled in the second half of games and which the Buccaneers did not struggle in this game was take Tyreek Hill out of the game. And that is something that is going to mostly other good teams are going to be able to have a good solid blueprint. And the Chiefs are going to interestingly struggle 
in the future. And it's going to be interesting to see if Mahomes is going to be as good against good teams and good defenses in the future. Typically, when good quarterbacks are able to adjust to this, but it's going to be interesting to see if Mahomes can. Rodgers has not been able to adjust to elite defenses because he has, when you have good defenses against him, he tends to lose. Now, he has terrible... Now, he sometimes has good stats, but sometimes they're just brutally bad. And, you know, you can look those stats up to see those. But... Either way, Brady, Brady or Brady has been the one the quarterback to no matter who you're playing against him, he will when the drive needs to be done to win the game, Brady will rise up. Now Mahomes has been able to do that, but this is pretty much one of the first times that he has not been able to in his career. And this has been one of the few times a defense has been able to successfully prevent Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey to be productive in the game. Now, Travis Kelsey did get 10 receptions for 133 yards, but a lot of those yards were worthless in the second half and the game was out of hand. I think if you're able to control Tyreek Hill, you know, and not get any explosive touchdowns, you can afford... Kelsey to get that amount of yards, which they did. Hill is much more of the, the problem child. So also you have to look at down down the line in the future when it comes to Mahomes is Kelsey's already 31 years old. He only has a few good years left, and Tyreek Hill is not necessarily going to have this elite amount of speed available to him because eventually that's going to go downhill. So when you look at Patrick Mahomes, he is an ultra-talented quarterback, but is he? where is he going to develop? Because Andy Reid's not going to be there forever, and they have to keep going on the well of getting ultra-good-talented wide receivers. Is Mahomes... Is Mahomes and Andy Reid's system going to be able to develop these players? And basically, are they going to be able to be good enough to be able to succeed? We don't know. Now, I understand Andy Reid's been able to achieve this, but at some point, the well goes dry. And that's what happened to Andy Reid in Philadelphia. At some point, that well could go dry in Kansas City with the talent at the wide receiver position for him. Now, he's going to have Mahomes, but like I said, we don't know if Mahomes could develop talent yet. We know with Brady, Brady could. But at some point, New England eroded the talent. At some point where Brady, even though as talented as Brady is, he couldn't work with that talent. So the Buccaneers came out at halftime. Uh, they were able to withstand the rush with the Kansas City. They held them to a field goal, 21-9. Uh, Buccaneers came right back with a Leonard Fournette score to go up 28-9. And then they got the ball back again, and they were able to go up 31-9. That actually wound up being the final score. Um, I'm honestly dead shocked 
that uh, Kansas City did not actually score a touchdown in this game. Uh, if you would have told me that Mahomes would have ended up with two interceptions, I I would have said that you were lying. Um, I think one of the problems that Andy Reid has had over his career is that he has been unable to have a solid running game. Now, I understand that we always hear that, oh, this is a passing league and everything, but at some point, you need to be able to run the ball efficiently. And in this game, they were unable to run the ball. And at some points in this season, uh, now I understand Edwards has been hurt at some at some points in the season, but you sign Le'Veon Bell this season to be used. He wasn't even used this entire game. So I'm just like, why would you even sign Le'Veon Bell? I just, there are, and like I said, I understand that the offensive line was damaged beyond repair, but you had two weeks off to devise a plan on offense and Wide receivers did not show up for Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey showed up, and at some point, you have to do some type of different plays for Tyreek Hill, and they did their running around and with Tyreek Hill in the backfield, but if those type of plays aren't working, you have to do something different. But I, I guess they didn't. And the one surprising thing getting to Tampa Bay is they actually did not run on first downs for the amount that I thought that they were because the one thing that Tampa Bay did a lot during the seasons that was extremely extremely predictable was running on first downs. They actually changed that up, and I think that pretty much helped them out. Brady early and often threw a lot. Now, I understand that he only threw for 201 yards and had three touchdowns, but they really didn't have the ball much in the third quarter. And, I mean, he had a lot of those yards in the, in the first three quarters. Um, Frenette had 16 carries for 89 yards, and Gronk had most of his stats in the first half. Uh, Mike Evans didn't really do much. He had one catch for 31 yards. They had that over the middle, and... I mean, Antonio Brown had five receptions for 22 yards. Getting to Brady overall, as I said, it's his seventh Super Bowl. I don't really foresee anyone in the near future even coming close to him with the even getting to seven Super Bowl. Even get, heck, he, well, obviously he's been to ten Super Bowls, but winning seven. Mahomes has the ability, as we can see with the current talent, I mean, He's been to two Super Bowls in a row, three straight AFC Championship games. The one thing Mahomes has to deal with, though, is staying healthy, obviously, to getting to at least 10 Super Bowls. But obviously, you just don't know how every year is going to be when it comes to Brady making it to the Super Bowl next year. He does have a chance. The NFC is going to be wide open for the Buccaneers. The division should be theirs next year. I, I don't believe Drew Brees is going to be on the team next year. They did a contract restructure, so basically they could release him, and it's going to be 
a cap, re basically a cap reduction on this contract. Uh, so it's a post June 1st cut. The honestly, it looks like the uh, Panthers are ready to get rid of Teddy Bridgewater, even though they assigned him to a three-year contract to previous to this season. And then Atlanta is, they have a new coach in general, so there's going to be some headaches there. So the division the should be for Tampa Bay, and they they are going to be fighting for between the Packers and the Vikings for the number one seed, along with the Arizona Cardinals. I'll get to the reason why here in a little bit. We look at the NFC East. I expect the team to go above 500. It's probably, I, I expect the Cowboys to win the division. Dak, Pres Dak Prescott should probably get the, uh, probably will get a contract extension or is going to be tagged again, most likely. I have a feeling the Cowboy the Cowboys aren't going to let him go. But uh, unless they somehow improve the defense, they're stuck with the, the running back's contract. But the Cowboys should win the division. Giants are still in. Giants probably will be a little bit better, but they're still going to be a middle-of-the-road team. Washington should be competitive with the Cowboys, but it depends upon who the quarterback situation is. Hopefully Alex Smith is healthy, but it's realistically going to be dependent upon if Alex Smith is playing. That's why I tend to believe Dallas Cowboys should win the division. And then I'm ha having a brain fart on the last team, but it's pretty much worthless anyway. Uh, when we look at the NFC West... Uh, I probably at this point it's going to be up be, uh, between um, Seattle and uh, Arizona. Uh, right now we have Seattle and Russell Wilson kind of going back and forth because Seattle, Russell wants more say and personnel and offensive coordinator. I really don't, ha I'm not really comfortable on that type of situation. Now I understand Tom Brady. Tom Brady has won seven Super Bowls. Russell Wilson, I understand he has one Super Bowl title, but that was more because of the defense. That wasn't really because of Russell Wilson. Now, if you're Russell, you don't want to be sacked, and those comments are accurate, but you really shouldn't have say on personnel. That's, that's not your gig. Your gig is to play NFL quarterback. Now... With that said, where the Seattle Seahawks need to get better is the defense. So that's where Tampa Bay is going to be better than Seattle. Arizona, I still have no faith in Kyrie, Kyrie Murray. Still makes a lot of mistakes. He has a great deep ball arm, but anything middle to the short tier passes, he still needs a lot of work on. And in San Francisco... Outside of their stellar tight end, I still have no faith in Jimmy Garoppolo. Even though they should have won the Super Bowl, they still have a lot to work on. Jimmy G, I I don't know what to, what to think of him with injuries and everything. I think Tampa Bay as a team could probably beat the 49ers when, if both teams were to meet on a neutral field. So when we get to the NFC North, obviously... I think if the Vikings can get fully healthy and sure up the offensive line, I think the Vikings can be a better team than the Packers. And I actually am serious about that because 
the Vikings can improve the secondary and also sure up the interior of their defense and get their stellar defensive end back, then I believe they will be a better team than the Packers. The Packers have some cap issues, more cap issues actually than the Vikings do, which is actually quite surprising. And then they have some issues with Aaron Rodgers being moody about the direction of the team still. And he has had for the last few years, even with the coaching change. So with that said, we just don't know what the uh, direction is going to be with the Packers. And then the Lions, Lions coaching change. And obviously Stafford is now gone. Um, obviously Stafford joined the Rams and I just, We'll see where the Rams go, by the way. I, I don't know how good the team is going to be with uh, that, that situation. Obviously, it's going to be an upgrade, but the problem the Rams are going to have is that they have a lot of... They're going to have some cap issues with a lot of players with the $20 million cap range, so they got to hope that they hit on a lot of draft picks next few years without first-round draft picks. Uh, Bears, Bears don't have draft picks, so... When you look at the Tampa Bay, they have a really good shot of being the number one seed. Obviously, with the number one seed being extremely important because they get the bye, and, and then hopefully in 2021 fans will be returning, but that's always going to be up in debate with the way the CDC is going. So when we look at the 2021, if Tom Brady plays as good as he can, I think the currently we looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should be good to go for next year, uh, being the number one seed. So, either way, uh, good for Tom Brady. As I said, I I just back to that again. I just don't foresee anyone close right now going through college football. I don't foresee any quarterbacks or even working out for a dynasty purposes. I don't see a head coach that is even in the Belichick realm or it's just one of those things is just a once in a lifetime talent. Mahomes can be it, but we got to see him develop more. We got to see him just be a little bit better with different weapons cuz right now he's got like the fastest human on the planet and a great tight end, but that tight end has pretty much a, t a ticking I mean father time is coming for him. And we don't know how long that uh, wide receiver is going to last in the NFL in terms of that speed. So when looking at uh, other NFL news, uh, I you now I understand during that Chiefs game that uh, uh, Chiefs probably had some other, or Andy Reid had some other stuff in his mind with the uh, drunk driving issue with his son. We'll have to see if uh, he's fired. Right now he's put on administrative leave. Surprised I haven't read much on players acting differently because it's a coach, and and for some aspects it's it's going to be different because coaches are held to a different standard than players because administration is always going to be it no matter what the job is, it's going to be differently. Uh, NFL hopes to finalize the frameworks of the next TV deals before setting the 2021 salary cap. That's really going to be the big deal on where the salary caps are going to be. The salary cap issue is going to be, they, we're going to have to see, because a lot of people don't understand that the salary cap, it, for until we get full fans in the stadiums, 
there's going to be you're they're going to have to rob future years of money before they can really they were going to have to try to rob the future years of money before they can um pay the cur for the current years that's that's basically what they're going to have to do and what they're realistically looking at is maybe 180 million per team so a lot of teams are going to have to cut 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 and the Saints are like a team that's really going to have to cut, cut, cut. The Vikings, who are my favorite team, are going to have to are close to that number. Players like Kyle Rudolph are going to have to take a pay cut. Uh, he made some comments a little a little while ago, kind of saying that he doesn't want to take a pay cut and he wants to have more of a role in the offense, but. If if Kyle Rudolph wants more of a role, he's gonna have to understand the market share. And if he's cut, he's gonna take a pay cut no matter where he goes. And he's been here his entire career, so you might as well stay here anyway. So uh, when it comes to uh, back to the TV contracts, it's gonna be interesting to see where the the TV contracts go. Sounds like ABC might be getting a Super Bowl. It's going to be interesting to see that. I, I don't really care where, where the Super Bowl goes, but we'll see. Maybe the Sunday ticket package goes to ESPN+. Plus. Now, that would be cool if, if my work schedule doesn't really allow me to have Sunday a lot of Sundays off. But if um, it would be nice to actually have an option. I'm not paying for DirecTV anymore. I prefer YouTube TV. So something to have an option for that would be awesome, but we'll see. Other news, uh, I saw that the Super Bowl ratings were down. First time for probably 20 years. It was, I think it was like 96 million people tuned in. I think it was like off 7% from the previous year. Now, that was... Now I understand some people are like, oh, it's doom and gloom for the NFL. Not really. And the NBA finals were down 49%. And other other finals were down like 20, 30, 40%. If the NFL has to be happy with only down 7%. Now people are asking why, like what are other people doing? Other people are out. Other people are doing different things. People are watching Netflix. People are watching Amazon Prime. People are doing different things. Motor, um, the power sports industry is realistically out there. You can't buy a, mo a dirt bike right now. So people are out, even in the dead of the winter, where it's going to be 23 below zero where I live right now. People are having fun. So people aren't necessarily going to be in front of their TV anymore because this pandemic, people just don't want to be home anymore. So if there's one thing about this pandemic that has happened is people aren't going to be listening to staying at home anymore. So, uh, Texan, the Texans president resigns. Uh, that's still a tricky situation. Uh, last thing I read about that is he didn't want to have a search firm, which I don't believe search firms are worth the money. You hire a GM for a reason. Otherwise it's just a waste of money. Uh, anyway, other than that, it's just waiting to see if Deshaun Watson is traded. I'm fully belief that you do not tr you do not trade him. He just signed a 130 million dollar extension. If you trade him, 
you screw over your cap space for the next couple of years. If you want to trade your tight end, that's fine. J.J. Watt can be or your tight end, sorry, your defensive end. Um, J.J. Watt has done a lot for your team, but if you want to move on from him, I get it. But either way. Oh, there was a Pro Football Talk had a very interesting article I read today that uh, basically it, it read basically that Russell Wilson, the, the headline was, uh, here's the headline. Russell Wilson displays unprecedented public quarterback candor. And it kind of went on to say, like, NFL quarterbacks are kind of steering towards NBA stars and they have all the power. I do not like that philosophy at all. I, I extremely despise the process of that. That's... Honestly, when you look at the NBA right now, the product is downright unwatchable. I used to love the NBA. I, I Because I'm doing these type of podcasts right now and we are in the midst of NBA season, I, baseball starting soon, so I'll have to, I'm going to start talking about that. But uh, NCAA basketball tournament is about to go on, so I'll have that to cover. But either way, I am not a fan of... NFL quarterbacks having the ability to basically have any sort of power more than just basically who they are. They are not the GM. They are not control. Otherwise, I mean, I understand it's the most important job on the team, but they should not have. They're the one. They are the role model. They are the team's spokesman. So just because they want to like. I just, I just, I have a hard time with NFL players role model or going towards NBA type of players. That's a scary realm to go, and I really hope the NFL somehow steers the players away from that, because, like I said, it makes the product way unwatchable. Plus, in the hard cap era. It's way too hard for even to do that. The The Tom Brady thing worked because those players were able to take smaller salaries and it was a unique situation. Antonio Brown was, due to his sexual assault stuff, was able to take a smaller contract. Leonard Fournette was cut and he was a failed player, even though he resurrected his career in Tampa Bay a little bit. Um, anybody, I can't. When you look at any other player, it was, uh, it, I guess when you, Gronk, Gronk was still, actually, if you look at Gronk, he took a little bit of a play cut, pay cut, but at least Gronk was not necessarily most pass catching player but at least he was still he's still an elite an elite blocker so at least you're getting your money's worth there but like i said i'm just not a fan of nfl players acting like nba players that's just let's just slow it down just a wee bit and move along anyway that was it for um 
my first real NBA or sorry, NBA NFL reviews. Ah. Next up, I'm going to record my Supercross review from the final indie, and then uh, I'm going to continue on. Uh, I am going to do a coming up. I'm I have a Orlando review. Probably record that on Sunday, and then coming up the uh, the drag racing preview, and then uh, we'll have to see what's coming up after that. Baseball. And then NCAA tournament, kind of go through my bracket, how huh? I'm going to do that. Hopefully it's a good NCAA tournament. Obviously last year was canceled because of COVID. Anyway, thank you for listening to this podcast.